Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Howdy, folks. Sorry for the delay. Happy Tuesday. We are here. We have things, some things to discuss. There is some news that... Um, Uh, that uh, is breaking with the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we will uh, discuss what could happen, although we won't, won't try to speculate. Um, but, Russ, we'll start us off with the pre-show. Go ahead, Russ. So let's talk about um, – Let's. I don't want to talk about the World Series. I'm going to, I'm going to leave that one alone, but I'm going to talk about Mike Tomlin. That's the first one because okay. somebody asked him in his press conference if he would be interested in a college – job and he went on this you know very polite kind of tirade and it's like i have the best job in the world why in the world would i be interested in college i've told you guys i'm not interested in college i'll never be interested in college and and you know and he went on that kind of thing and then at one point he was like there isn't a check effing big enough to get to go and, uh, and coach in college and so you do wonder where why that would come up when you know they've never said his job is in trouble this year they've said it in a couple other years but clearly he's pretty cemented in there yeah i mean they've had three coaches for the entire history of the franchise so they don't they don't really they're not they're not somebody who's going to all of a sudden hey Tomlin's fired we're going to bring in you know Rex Ryan I mean it, it, right. you know they'll they'll play it out for years that's what the uh that's what the Rooneys do um but I mean there has been a downturn until they get a new quarterback because we know that Roethlisberger is done And Dwayne Haskins probably is not the answer. I mean, I think they made a mistake going with Ross, Roethlisberger one more year because he's old, fat, and slow. And um, that's a terrible way to go through life. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. That's from a movie. If you don't know the movie, then <coughs> yes. you'll figure it out. Yes. I, I, It's I, Animal House. Fine. I, Mr. Blutarski, zero. Point. I don't know a lot of movie lines, but when you said it, it just clicked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean, Dean Warmer, thank you. John Vernon, famous Canadian actor, I believe. Uh, but but then, but so, yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's in danger, but I do think that they're at the point, you know, Chuck Knoll had a couple instances where his team was eight and eight. I think it was the Mark Malone years. Yeah. And, then they, and then they bounced back. And then Kyle, you know, Cower had his uh, – Uh, you know, I think I'm not sure if Cower was Neil O'Donnell. I think he was. I think he was. I he think was he, Neil O'Donnell. Yeah. So I mean, they need a new quarterback. They're probably going to go out and get one next year, and then everything will be honky dory with the with the Steelers. And I hate the Steelers, so I don't want them to be honky dory. I want them to like you know wallow in you know 20 years of misery like the Bills. Me too. I have no love for the Steelers. All right. So if you love candy corn, turn away. Because the Boston Bruins tweeted out a video where Nick Foligno has a has a bag of Brock's candy corn and David Pasternak wants to try it. So he, he gives it to him and Pasternak goes, this is terrible. Where can I dump these? And then of course, Felino's like, what are you talking about? You didn't even chew them. And he did. And it basically it's not fun to chew on carnauba wax and, and sugar. It's not. Is that what it is? Carnauba wax? Yeah. Mm. 
That's not ap that's not appetizing. I'm sure that goes. It doesn't matter if it's painted like a pumpkin. It doesn't matter if it's brown. It doesn't matter if it's yellow. It all tastes like the same garbage. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, that does wonders for your digestive system and, and for your kidneys down the line. Now, what I would like to find out is what material those, um, you know, the the they're sort of like they look like orange. Peanuts. They're they're made in. in oh, the those things are like yeah. They're almost like plastic. It's like styrofoam. styrofoam. That's it, it's like styrofoam. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Yeah. You may have to switch over again, Russ. You're 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 shuddering a little. Okay. Um. But yeah. No. They're 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 disgusting. I mean, I can't tell you how many of those damn circus peanuts that I ate when I was a kid, which probably explains a lot about like, you know, killed brain cells or something. But I mean, they, they're literally disgusting, but I mean, I, I didn't know any better. I'm like, Oh, they're orange. Yeah. Let me keep gobbling them down. All right, I'm coming up with the ingredients. Uh... <laughs> Weren't they called circus peanuts? Weren't they like that? Was yes. that sugar? Yeah. Sugar is the number one ingredient. Corn syrup, gelatin, pectin, artificial flavor, color added, Yellow number six, yellow number five, red number forty, blah blah blah. It's it's. It, I don't know if it could have worse ingredients. Yeah, and uh, and uh, another ingredient ingredient cancer. That's the other ingredient because <laughs> you know with all that dye, you know you're gonna be glowing in the friggin' dark. So anyway, yeah. all right. On that uplifting note, hello hockey world. Today is Tuesday, October twenty sixth, twenty twenty one. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. <laughs> <coughs> And I'm <coughs> Michael Lagello, and this is the Coughing Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. Uh, and by the way, I, I think the entire Eastern Seaboard has the same cold right now. If you, you know, I I have had a cold the last like four or five days. It's not COVID. I got tested. My my mother uh, has the same cold. She got tested. She, she's negative, but I, I swear to God, I've run into two dozen people who have the same symptoms, the same cold. I don't have a cold. I have a smidge of a cough, but it's really, if you want to get into it, it's, it's phlegm based. It's not cold based necessarily. So I, I just, I, I'm not going to subscribe to that. Yeah. And, um, William in the chat. No, 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 no. Gummy bears, are not awesome. They're just they're not awesome. I like Swedish fish. I don't like gummy bears. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, some breaking news to start the show, and we don't have the exact news, but um, it broke about less than an hour ago that the Chicago Blackhawks are going to release the details of the internal investigation uh, of the um, 2010 allegations of an employee with the Hawks. Um, uh, it was sexual in nature. I'm not going to go into the details. They're well known. But it's going to be released uh, today at 2 p.m. Eastern with Rocky Wirtz and the head of the investigation. And according to Mark Lazarus of The Athletic, organizational changes will be forthcoming. Now, the, qu the question is, and we're not speculating about who, but I'm just I mean, in terms of like, we don't know for sure. So, um Remember, there were allegations regarding Stan Bowman and him being removed as the head of USA Hockey for the Olympics because of this investigation. We have to wonder whether this is going to affect Bowman, who was the general manager at that time, whether it will affect 
um, any anybody else within the organization. I mean, Russ, we don't have a lot of the thing to go on, but I'm I'm a little surprised it took this long for the investigation to come to a resolution. Yeah, me too. Um, I don't have any answers. I've reached out to see if I could be in the press conference. Haven't gotten an answer. So I don't thought, I don't know if they really want to make it that public, if right. you know what I mean. I think they may be trying to limit it in nature. Um, we're all going to find out eventually. Yeah. But and we're probably gonna we're probably gonna end the show right at two o'clock so we can because uh, if it's not if, if Russ doesn't get access to the uh, press conference, it's probably gonna be on on social media. I don't media. know if it's gonna be on anything, Mike. I, I can't admit if they're doing this, it, it would have to be, wouldn't you think? It doesn't have to be. I, I kind of question whether it will be. I think we could stay until a couple of minutes after and hear, see if we hear. But the um, it's it's going to go one of three ways. It'll either be a clean sweep, which I think many people would be satisfied with, because I think I think that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. It could be, hey, Stan Bowman's there and everybody else goes, or it could be Stan Bowman goes and maybe one or two others. And I don't have names for you because I have no idea. Who did what? But again, if you look at this, you know that it has. Uh, there's a lot of people that have passed through the Blackhawks organization. Yeah, I, the thing is, I don't know how many are still left from 2010. I mean, we know Bowman is. No, but the point is, they're in other places. Right, right. But I mean, will the NHL? You know, like, okay, you're you're with St. Louis. You're out of a job because of this. I, I mean. Know. I don't know if they have that kind of pull where they can say we're going to, you know, this guy has to be out. I mean, unless every team is on the same page. I mean, this is an internal investigation for the Hawks, and I would think that anything in terms of negative ramifications would be regarding just the Hawks. Now, if there are people who are with the Hawks back in 2010 and were culpable in this investigation in terms of them hiding uh, what happened, uh, then you know it's probably up to it's sort of like the scandal in baseball, Russ, with the with the cheating. It's like okay, it was not on the New York Mets to have to fire Carlos Beltran. They just decided to do so because of the allegations involving Houston. Correct. They I mean, realized, it, hey, right. it's the right thing to do. Same okay. thing with Boston and Alex Cora. He they he was fired and then rehired a year later. So there's nothing that says the. Uh, the the people who are involved in the cover up have to be fired by the other organizations, but they very they they may very well be because of the seriousness of the allegations. It's always possible, and but again, I also get the jaded nature of people in the chat room and online saying we found nothing. They're going to say we found nothing, and nothing will happen. You have a right to say that because we have seen things like that happen in all of sports. So I think that's fair. <laughs> I think it's fair to say it. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. So I'm not going to predict that. But either way, at least they did it. We'll see the kind of transparency they give on the other end of it. That's really where yeah. we're at. Emily Kaplan just reported. He says, uh, the Blackhawks have really locked things down ahead of the press conference announcing the findings of the investigation into the team's handling of Brad Aldrich. However, one source told me not to be surprised by big organizational changes in Chicago's front office. Okay. Uh, you know, again, we don't know. That could mean Bowman. That could mean other people. We will so find again, out. if it were Bowman, would it affect him with uh, USA Hockey? I would think so. Yes. Can I guarantee that? I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I would think that if he is fired as general manager because of this, then I would think it would affect his status. Uh, you would think. Yeah. You would think. Okay. Um, there were a number of NHL games last night. Start with. Were there? Yes, there were. And we'll start with, and I'm going in order, Russ, of. Oh, oh no. On no, NHL. no, no. Yes, I'm yes. Not, I'm going to hang up unless you start with the Leafs game. Uh, okay, the, uh, the everybody's here for the Buffalo Sabers won five to one over no, the Stanley Cup. No, no, no. Start <laughs> with the game everybody is here for. Mike. Okay, okay, okay. We'll start with the uh, with the Leafs and the Hurricanes at the PNC Arena in Raleigh. And I have to say this, and I'm not I'm not only saying this for Leaf fans out there, but I'm also saying this for Habs fans out there. The Carolina Hurricanes could be the biggest troll organization in the history of professional sports. Really, ever. And honestly, I will enjoy when somebody dances on their friggin' grave after they lose. And if they win, God bless them, then they, they deserve everything. But it, really, it's just like there's – I mean, I, I get the little snarkiness that used to be with the Kings social media, and that was all fun and good. It was, it was humorous. But, you know, to start a website for the, uh, you know, the HabsLose.com or whatever the heck it was, and, you know, the selling T-shirts for $20 because that was the signing bonus for Jesperi Kotkaniemi, or last night having flying in David Ayers to 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 turn the siren. Uh, I, I have had to a say, feeling that's what they were doing. I saw hints of David Ayers the day before, and I was thinking, are they really going to do that? I so I, they, they I, re I really I really wonder how much on board it uh, uh, his current employer, if he's still employed by the employer that he was employed by back in 2020. If how how. How much they like the fact that you know they're flying him in and sort of rubbing the Leafs' face in the fact that they lost to a Zamboni driver. Now you know Steve da Steve Dangle would say, "Well, then don't lose to a Zamboni driver." I get that, but okay, when is uh, when is enough enough? But uh, but you know, okay, gr grasp onto that, Carolina. You have not won a good goddamn thing in the Thomas Dundon era, but you're a good team, so you deserve. Uh, the that recognition, but anyway, uh, so last night uh, the Hurricanes come back from a one goal deficit, <laughs> which is you know that I mean that that seems to be the cap one to two goals seems to be the cap on that Herculean offense known as the Toronto Maple Leafs, and uh, Carolina scores three goals in the second period on way to the I don't know their way to a four one victory. Um, you, Russ, give me your thoughts, and then I'll give you mine on on what's going okay. on. I mean, I watched part of the second and all of the third. I did see some highlights. My thoughts were this. You could tell that there's guys that are over-trying, choking, whatever. I felt like T.J. Brody was choking badly uh, in that third period. He had a point, open point shot, and mysteriously, his stick didn't break, but it, like he gets stuck on the ice. He can't shoot. They move the puck away from him easily. There's another point where he's walking in, has a wide open shot and then tries to pass it to Morgan Riley to make that great connection at the bottom of the net in the corner. But how often do we see teams failing with that? You have an open shot. Why didn't you take it? And they basically said the same thing on TV. Like, and I think I was the Carolina broadcast, but still, you, you know, they he had a wide open shot. You take that shot. You're an offensive defenseman. Well, the defensemen are doing them no favors, adding when, when forwards go, go, um, you know, blank and they don't score. 
you are supposed to get push from your blue line, and they're not getting that either. Well, I mean, they're definitely pressing. They're definitely yes. you know, if, they, if they were if they were uh, playing with wooden sticks, there'd be sawdust coming out. Uh, there'd be sawdust in their hands. I mean, the one play that I, I remember besides the Riley. Uh, and and Brody dished to Riley because Riley was wide open, and if he just connects on the shot and puts it on net, he he, he scores a goal to make it three two. But I don't know if he fanned on it or if it was just off. But it, it, it was did just an off pass. He didn't. Yeah. Get, yeah. But there was a shorthanded two on one break with Marner and Alex Kerfoot, and Marner dishes to Kerfoot, and he does like five moves, and of course goes by the net and doesn't really even get a shot on Frederick Anderson and then gets the puck right at the goal line and has the net and has Anderson down and Anderson either stopped it with his skate or uh, uh, Kerfoot hit the, the side of the net. But um, that's just as simple. You about the one that popped up? Anderson hit that with his glove. Okay. Like he so it, it, away. It, it, came, it came off on an odd came The puck came up. He, he tried yeah. to lift it. Kerfoot tried to lift it, which is a hell of a stick handle by him. And Anderson made a great save because he swatted at it and he just happened to hit it. And but it that wasn't was that cool. high up, but it was enough that we, you know, he he just got it with the glove. But That's that was, that was one of the few tough stops that Anderson had to make. I mean, the Leafs only generated 25 shots on goal. They had they got up early in the game um, on a wraparound by Matthews, and then they were being when when. Carolina tied the game. They were out shooting Toronto 19 to 8. And this is this is the crux of the whole situation with the Leafs. They're getting good goaltending out of out of uh, uh Jack Campbell. They're not playing particularly good defensively. Their special teams, especially their power play, is a complete mess. They're they're at 13.6% right now, three for twenty-two on the power play. Um, they're putting all their eggs in one basket on the power play, meaning Nylander, Tavares, Marner, Matthews, and Riley. I think there's too many cooks on that power play, and they need to have somebody, you know, standing in front of the net and causing a little ruckus to be able to, uh, you know, get some traffic and get some uh, chaos going in front of the net. Other teams seem to be doing that to the Leafs. And on top of all of it, 13 goals in seven games. 13. Yeah, it's crazy. So a couple of observations, though. Um, yesterday, you know, we'll talk about the Ranger game later. I didn't watch much of it. I'm sure Flamester did. Um, but as an example, Jacob Truba took 10 shots in that game, right? Mitch Marner has only taken 17 all year. If I'm going to rip Ben Simmons for not wanting to shoot the basketball, I have to rip Mitch Marner for not wanting to shoot the puck because that's it's unacceptable. Yeah, and and somebody in in on the uh, Twitter space uh, leaf talk that I do after some of the games last night said uh, I, was, I think it was there it was either there or in a conversation on Twitter um, Frederick Anderson was always dubbed uh, humorously Mister October because he always sucked in October. They even showed a graphic of it. His goals against his save his save percentage was under 900, and his goals against was in the threes for the four of the five years he was with Toronto. And now he's five and zero. Oh, his goals against is under two, and his save percentage was 944 going into the game. So you know, I mean, it's un it's unbelievable um, that he's playing that way. Um, but again, he's got a rock solid defense. Like he still has to prove it to me in the playoffs. But because I always thought he was good in the regular season, <coughs> I never even used the Mister October thing with him because it was like 
for the most part, he's been successful in the regular season. But just so you know, in the last five games, Marner has shot seven times, meaning hit the net. You know, he might have attempted more. And he's only had two shots that have registered twice, Mike. I mean, I get he's a pass-first guy, but now he's just flat-out afraid to shoot. Yeah, and Anthony in the uh, chat says, you forgot to mention Pesci being boarded. Well, apparently he wasn't boarded because they didn't even call a penalty, and there hasn't been any kind of um, um, notification from the Department of Player Safety yet. It was it was an odd play, but I don't think Richie was trying to run him head first into the boards. It just it looked ugly, but I don't think it was um, it was purposeful. But I mean, okay, so the Leafs have lost four in a row, oh three and one. They lost four game all four games last week, and they go to Chicago uh, to play the Blackhawks and Russ. I mean. I can't say, oh, my God, they're going to win this game because we said that about Pittsburgh and they lost 7-1. But now Bjorkstrom, Taves, Kane, and uh, two other players are all in COVID protocol, and there's no indication that they're going to be back by tomorrow night. So Leafs are playing a short – will be playing a shorthanded Hawks team. But with Marc-Andre Fleury in net, you know, and whoever's left, they could very easily beat the Leafs the way the Leafs are in their own heads right now. No question, but these guys are only in protocol. They're not saying anybody has it. So if they can get a couple of negative tests out of it before the game tomorrow, which has happened, remember we thought, um, who we think was going to be in great trouble with that, and they only lost one player as a result? Uh, St. Louis, maybe? Maybe St. Louis. Louis. I don't think it was St. Louis, though. But it was somebody, and they had four or five players in trouble, and in the end, they were only missing one. And so I'm not going to even look at that yet because that's something that could change completely. But the way the Leafs are playing, it is possible that they could way overthink it. Now, honestly, if I'm Sheldon Keefe, I'm switching up all of the lines. I no longer have a top line. Hold on. Just let me hear me out. I no longer have a top line. I am now going to really put it in a blender because – I have no chemistry right now. Why in the world am I putting the same old guys together for the same old results? You know what? Let me try something different because it's not working. Yeah, and they they did that. They did that last night uh, by moving Bunting up to the top line by uh, putting Tavares with Marner and Nealander with Matthews. But now, it's not enough. It's not. Well, enough. I, well, let me let me finish. But what I what I think is flawed right now, and I didn't like the the maneuver on the day of free agency and not and again not putting all this on this particular player but just the construct was signing David Kampf and saying David Kampf is our third line center and he's going to be the matchup well, he guy. can't play I watched him last night he can't play he's, he's not he this is the thing he's a zero offensively he's yeah. you know he's he's big I think he's six two he's in great shape he can skate but the problem is, is there's no threat at the other end of the ice. So you had a third line with a guy, and up until yesterday, with a guy like Alex Kerfoot, who's a decent offensive player, and Andre Kasha, who before his injuries was a pretty decent offensive player. And you're wasting them because a guy, a guy playing up the middle can't create. Right. So I, I you know, I they they did that because they needed to save money in certain spots and they figured okay we'll put this guy in there as a third line center and we'll have a checking line but like against pittsburgh that line of kerfoot kasha and camp was a collective minus 12 
So, you know, the other, the top lines aren't playing great defensively, but that third line is sure as hell is not playing great defensively. So I, I don't know what the answer is. They have a KHLer named Carol Simonoff, who I believe is a center. They could call him up if they don't think that Kampf is working, but I think they're sort of invested in Kampf because they gave him a two-year contract. Um, but the problem here is not the bottom six and it's not the bottom. No, no, but it is, it is because you have to have the bottom six bail you out when your stars don't do anything. So as an example, I saw a few times that Nick Ritchie had the puck close to the net, but he didn't do much, Mike, and he has no points in seven games. Right. You tell me how many games are they going to let him play until he gets a point? Are they going to go 10 games without a point? Like yeah. at some point, you it, it, that's ridiculous. Well, he's absolutely ridiculous. Them two and a half million bucks. So they're going to, unless. Well, who cares at this point? They have to. They invested in it. They invested in him. Bad investment. And they should do something I, else. I know, but I mean, Nick Robertson is out until Christmas. Right. Uh, they don't have a, They don't have a ton of. They don't have a ton of guys who are ready to come up, and and they're going. They're going to say, and I, you know, I agree. That it's too small of a window to come to any kind of conclusion on Richie. You know, is Richie a top line guy? No. Is he a fourth line guy? I think he's better than that. But he hasn't played played great yet this season. But the but again, the problem here is not Wayne Simmons or David Camp. It's Marner, Matthews, Nealander, Tavares. They're not producing. It's all a problem, Mike. It honestly is. It's all a problem because you now you're basically telling me and you're naming guys that don't have much of a chance of scoring anything. So all the pressure is on the top six. If the top six can't score and you know the bottom six is is going to have trouble scoring, that's a lot of your problem. Well, the top six, the top six can score. They're just not scoring. Well, problem until they can score, Mike. They're not. They can't score. And so the bottom six have to pull through here somehow. And if they don't have anybody else in their organization that help, that there's no spark plug, and it's only within these guys, then Sheldon Keith is going to get fired. And then eventually Kyle Dubas sometime after that because they're not stocking the organization the right way because they should have more options than this. Yeah, I mean, right now nothing is going right with the uh, – oh. Okay, one little note here. Just sorry to break the right. – um, the, the Rockford, the, the uh, AHL affiliate of the Blackhawks, has uh, – wait a second. Blackhawks are releasing results of the investigation. The Blackhawks have canceled post-practice media availability in the light of the of this briefing at which Rocky works. Okay, so and they've also canceled the media availability for the. Yeah, Rockies. They're closing in them. This Mike, I'm yeah, telling they're, you. They're, 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 you know what it is? They don't want their players and their coach to have to answer questions about. Yeah, they're not going to broadcast this everywhere. I'm telling you, that's not happening. Well, I mean, it's going to get out, obviously, because of course people, it's going to get out. But, but yeah, so, I mean, so, I mean, Wednesday will be, so you're going to have the intersection of two panicked organizations right now for two completely different reasons. One, a team that is going to be playing their first game in the wake of the investigation that has been over their heads for six months. And another who has uh, been in a malaise and uh, uh, since they lost game seven against Montreal. And other than the two victories against Montreal and Ottawa, they've really looked bad. 
and mm-hmm. they're going to have to they're going to have to find and you know for Lee fans you have to hope that uh, they take advantage of a, of de- a depleted Chicago Blackhawk team but I you know I said oh they're going to take advantage of a depleted Pittsburgh team and they didn't so we'll, we'll see on, let me ask you this Mike yep. you've got Joey Anderson who has two goals already this year you've got Josh Hosang who has two goals this year he's on an AHL contract okay so they can't touch it. Joey Anderson you bring him up he could create yeah, but he could do something for you. He plays hard minutes. I'd call up Joey Anderson. He's a, I, I like I like him as a player. They? Why are they not calling up? They, call, they, they called him up last year. I think, no, but now they need him. They I need think, him right now. I think what they you know they have determined that seven games is not enough of a window for the current group that they have. Now, I personally, I would send down Mike uh, Mike Amadio who has played one game and call up Joey Anderson, but I'd only call up Joey Anderson. If Joey Anderson is put into the lineup, if I'm putting him right in. Yeah. If, if, you know, but, but who are you sitting? I don't know. I have to look at their lineup. You tell me because you know the lineup better. Than I, I wouldn't sit him for, I wouldn't sit Joey Anderson for Pierre Engvall. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't. I wouldn't so sit him. Sit Camp, you, who else? Somebody else could probably play. Yeah. If you up. sit, if you sit camp, then you, or if you sit camp, you move Kerfoot to the middle. That's your and, answer. Yeah, that, that's that, what I would do. Right. And well, I would put Kerfoot with, with Anderson, actually, because they're yeah. two greasy players. Yeah. He hustles. He's, you know, he's got some sandpaper. So does Bunting. So does Simmons. I, I think mean, that, that's what that, I mean, if you noticed that in that game last night, there was no pushback at all. None. None. A little bit by Simmons in the fourth period, like third period, rather, just because it's like he has to. But again, Wayne Simmons can't score. We know that. Yeah. But I mean, He's not in a position now where he's being asked to score, and he's actually scored. Um, I think he's got three points right now because he's yeah, on, yeah. He's because he's points. on because he's on a line with Spezza. Right. That's why. All right. Um, moving on, the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, and I'm I'm glad Ak is not here because you know we'd have to listen to him. Though. Well, you know the Sabers. You know I I should have picked them to pick six. Okay, they should win the Vezina. They should they should finish in first and second. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> the, the Sabers beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are having their own issues. Tampa Bay, like Chicago, I heard this this morning, has not led in any game this year. They've yeah. won two games because they won in overtime, but they have not led once. <clears throat> um, they're broken down, Mike. Buff- Buffalo is now four one and one. Craig Anderson, the- Craig Anderson and Tukarski, I think I saw their goals against is under two, and the save percentage is like nine forty five. That's gonna last, folks. I'll still um, bet against them winning the Jennings. Right, <laughs> Jeez. but you know, okay, we're gi- uh, we will give them credit. They deserve yes. it. They yes. Don Granado is doing a very good job. They're they're getting the most out of their limited talent. They're hustling. They're trying. They're being a pain in the ass. That's I mean, you know, that, that's all you can do. Victor Olofsson with a couple goals. Drake Kajula. Vinny Hinnestroza and Robert Hogg. It's, it's, it's just a collection, you know, like, you know, John Hayden, Ryan McGinnis. You know, like, I mean, my goodness, so many, so many uh, hole pluggers here. But they're 4 one I like Robert Hogg, actually. I think he's a little better than a hole plugger, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. But you have to give the Sabres credit. The question is, um, you know, is this obscuring anything to do with Eichel? No. Eichel is still, like, 
you know, the, the big subject in Buffalo, and we won't go into that because we go into it every day, but, you know, we know that there's some sort of crossroads that is going to be reached in the next couple of weeks with um, him having surgery or him getting traded or him having a grievance with the NHL. So, um, but switch to Tampa here. Well, one thing about the Sabres. Hey, so they now go <laughs> West Coast swing. So yeah. let's see how that goes. And it's not the hardest teams in the world. I mean, the Kings have trouble unless Dowdy's back. It's the Ducks, the Sharks, the Kraken. And boy, it's was that, a lot of travel. Boy, was that a scary looking injury on uh, with Dowdy. And I'm yeah, surprised. It doesn't seem to be that bad. I guess um, he's rehabbing it. It's probably a sprain. Yeah. And lucky there's no structural damage. But it was scary looking. And it was cheap. It was a cheap shot. Yeah. Hawk and Paw is the, is the uh, Finnish Brian Marchman, apparently. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a West Coast swing where they're certainly capable of winning games, and I'm going to guess they're going to lose three of them. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible. They might not, but I'm just guessing that they might. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, just, I was just checking to see if there were any updates here. So uh, about Tampa Bay, um, you know, they're under 500 right now. They played Brian Elliott last night, so that was doing the Sabres a bit of a favor, but you don't want to play Vasilevsky every game. No, you can't. The issue, the issue here is, you know, they lost their third line. They lost Tyler Johnson. Now they've lost Kucherov. It appears that the injury is a long-term, not the season, but a couple months. Right. I mean, I said, Russ, when, we begin, when the season started, that Tampa Bay had lost their ability to lose a big player and still be able to win consistently. And now they've lost Kucherov. So now it's on Stamkos and Palat and Kalorn to carry the team, you know, Sorelli in point. And they have enough talent there, but the the Atlantic is tough. It's deep, at least four or five teams deep. And the Metro is extremely competitive right now. So it's going to be tough. I mean, right now you could, I mean, it is possible. And I still don't think, I still think it's going to be four and four, but the Lightning or the Leafs, with their slow starts, could be in trouble for that wild card. It's one of the yeah, wild there's cards. no question. Uh, I was just on with Mick Kern on Sirius. He does think the same way I do, that it's very possible you can get five out of the uh, Metro. I know Kevin's trying to break it down to what's always happened, but like I always say, there's always a year when something unexpected happens that you didn't account for, and this could be the year. Who the hell uh, Yeah, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to put this question up because – uh, last week was the first time in recorded memory that a Buffalo Sabres game was not on local cable. Uh, it's usually carried on MSG, and Friday night against the Bruins, it was carried on ESPN Plus and on Hulu. Now that game, I'm in the Buffalo area, and that game was not uh, was not blacked out on ESPN Plus, but it was because I don't think if I think it was not blacked out because it was not on local cable. But in the other instances when it's on MSG and locally in Buffalo, then I do think it's blacked out because then, you know, people have access to it. But so I, you know, I mean, I, I haven't. That's the first time where I was sort of scrambling around wanting to watch that game while I was watching the Leaf game. You know, well, we predicted this was going to happen. If you remember. yeah. This, Right, and this is going to be, you know, Mike Harrington was was fielding tons of complaints on Twitter about the the fact that the uh, the the Sabers weren't going to be on TV, and it's going to happen, I guess, seven or eight more times. 
and ESPN smiling and saying, listen, there's no complaint. Just sign up for our service and you can get the game. Yeah. Here's a good example, too. So I was watching. Um, I had my my channel was on Comcast Philly from some for some reason, and they promoted the Flyers game. They promoted the Flyers game against the Canucks. So that's the Thursday game. So that means they're not doing the Wednesday game. That never happened in this market either. Yeah. Is the Wednesday game on like TNT or something like that? I'm going to look it up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, see, that that's the thing. It's like, I mean. Yeah, because it's Wednesday. It probably is. Yeah. So there you go. It's going to be so on I TNT. Mean, that's what we talked about. When this deal happened, we said you're going to have to sign up for two services. In if certain, you want to see the most of your games of your team. Yeah, in certain instances, if you're a cord cutter, you're getting screwed because the game is on broadcast TV and blacked out on uh, online. And in other instances, you're in good shape because it's only online and it's not going to be on broadcast TV. So, you know, the only way is like me, and that's you have broadcast TV, you're not a cord cutter, and you have ESPN Plus, which I do because – I'm a reporter and I need to watch as many games as I possibly can. So I, you know, I, and I had ESPN plus before the NHL package came on and believe me, it's a bet. It's a better bargain than the center ice package. Cause the center ice package was like $150 and I don't know what ESPN plus, but it was less than a hundred. So, you know, I mean, yes, I think there's, everybody is, has a reason to complain because they just want to turn on the TV and watch the game or turn on their computer and watch the game, and when they can't find it, they lose their minds. Now, I want to I want to mention something here, Mike. I just got an email for the Flyers alumni game, November 15th, 7, 7 p.m. I'm going to cover that game, right? Here's mm -hmm. who's playing in this game. And the, and the interview should be great, and that's another reason I'll, I'll be there. Um, hold on, I just lost the roster. Here we go. All right, so it's Coach Hol Team Holmgren versus Team Tockett. That's cool. So, obviously, you know. Now the coaches, Paul Holmgren, Mike Keenan. Mike Keenan's showing up. Wow. Here's, here's the roster. He's not in the KHL anymore? <laughs> These are the players playing for both teams. Danny Briere, Donald Brashear, Dave Brown, Lindsey Carson, Riley Cote, Murray Craven, okay. Robert Esch. Robert Esch is coming back. Pelly Eklund, Todd Fedorik. Wait, Eck is going to be playing? Yep. Mark Howe. Adam Hall, that's a that's they had to get a filler there. Scott Hartnell, Mike Knuvel, who I just saw recently because his son Cole is a highly drafted, highly touted prospect this year. Mitch Lamoureux, Reggie Leach, John LeClaire, Eric Lindros, Neil Little, who I used to see all the time. Uh, Joffrey Lupul, hey Joffrey Lupul, uh, Brad Marsh, Scott Mellenby, uh, Brian Prop, Shell Samuelson, Nick Schultz, Ron Sutter. Chris Terrian, Rick Tockett, Scotty Upshaw, Joe Watson. And a partridge in a pear tree. That's, that, that's some good action, though. I, mean, yeah, I, I, pray to, I pray to God there's not a brawl because there'll be a lot. There'll be a, I mean, there'll be a lot of – I mean, there's a lot I mean, of – If brawl. you were going to have a brawl, you have to basically make sure – out of this group, I still would never count out Dave Brown. I don't care about his age. As long as Brown and Murray Craven are on different teams, you're okay. If they're on the same team, you're in trouble. <laughs> Wow. All right. Um, the uh, Washington Capitals beat the Ottawa Senators 7-5 last night. Crazy uh, game. I watched some of this. Yeah. Now, uh, I said, and I said earlier in the year, I still think, I think Ovechkin's going to beat Gretzky. 
If he keeps scoring like this, there's no doubt he's going to catch Gretz. Again, injuries, Mike. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get I, it. It's still a long way. We're talking 100 and something goals. Yes. It's a lot of I'm goals. Not, I'm not saying he's going to catch him this season. Oh, obviously. You yeah. can do the math and know that. <laughs> but No, but it, look, he's got a shot. Just the fact that he has a, a shot is incredible. But this game was interesting because, you know, after the game, I thought Peter Laviolette had a great quote. I'll summarize it and just say he was like, hey, I'm sure Sam Sonoff wanted a few that he, you know, wanted a few back. But he also made a save on two or three of them that I don't know if anybody else could have made the save. So it probably balanced out. There are some games when you play, and you've seen this, Mike, where it's just like goals are going in. Goaltenders aren't exactly where they should be. Defense is askew, but the offense is working. And this is a kind of game where I think it bodes well for, for Ottawa in the sense that they were able to show some of the offense that they could have. The downside is they really can't lock down games yet. The Capitals are still a very good team, veteran team. Oshie had a hat trick. And in the end, the Capitals still know how to get the job done, even if it's a 7-5 game. And I think that bodes well for them too. But now we could see Ottawa isn't that far away, but they still – they have to spend some money. They do. Yeah. In certain places, they definitely They need some have. veterans in certain places. Uh, 157 goals. That's the uh, – right now, Gretzky, Gretzky's 894 and, and, and Ovechkin's 737. So three – 60 this year, it's a lot of goals. Yeah, then you have to have 250-goal seasons to, to win. At that age, who has them? Like, it's just – it is possible. It is But, possible. again, it's going to be hard. Um. The Arizona Coyotes remain winless. The Florida Panthers relate. I'm going to argue this one sec. So Anthony says Vanacek should be your starter. I don't know about that. Vanacek is a very good goalie, but he I think he's the kind of goalie that if you use him too much, you expose him. Sam Sonoff is your long-term goalie. Yes. If you don't think he's your goalie, then maybe Vanacek gets a shot next year. But you have to give Sam Sonoff his shot because he has the pedigree and he did it in the KHL. And you know what? He does look very good. There's no reason to try and put Vanacek as your number one right now. And I think I think Laviolette knows that. I do. And Martin Favari is very good. His speed has picked up tremendously in the last year and a half that I've noticed. And now he looks much faster. He's physical. He's a really good player. Um, the Arizona Coyotes remain winless. The Florida Panthers remain unbeaten. Uh, the Panthers win 5-3 over the Yotes uh, last night. Uh, of note, and I saw this just – I had seen this online, but I didn't see a confirmation of this about Carter Hutton being out two to four weeks. Um, <laughs> Russ, that means Carl Velmelka and Josef Koronar is the goaltender. Yeah, I mean, come on. What, you have a problem with that? Uh, other than the fact that that's AHL caliber? No, not at all. I mean, uh, look, a team like Florida could play their worst game of the year and beat the Coyotes. Which, like, that's just the way it is right now. They only won by two, so it probably was one of their worst games of the year. Yeah, but I just – I feel bad. I mean, at this point – I don't feel bad because they did it – they did no, For fans, I still feel bad for fans because – All six Coyotes fans? Look, in the end – the fans there are the ones that are still going to get the shaft in the end. And I do feel for that. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, the New York Rangers, who were four one and one coming into the game, uh, lose to the Calgary Flames. A little bit of an upset there. Five uh, one. It was at MSG, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, ex ex favorite Andrew Mangiapani, who will not finish in the top ten in scoring. Uh, did score two goals, and he's now got five, but I'm sorry. One of them, he literally just walked in on. He took it from the wall and walked in. No Ranger stopped him. But I will say this. Calgary's forecheck gave the Rangers problems, and the Rangers had no answer for that. That was a big deal. Yeah, Chris Tanev, uh, Michael Backlund, and Blake Coleman with the other goals. Um, the Flames are 3-1-1, one, and one, Flamester. So, you know, right now – I think, you know, it looks pretty decent for them in terms of a start for them. I, I don't think the – It's a good start for them. I yeah. mean, they're going to – you know, they're going to need it, but there's going to be a time in this season where they're going to have to decide what are we doing about Goudreau. Are we just going to ride it out or are we going to trade him and just hope we can continue to play well? They're going to have to make that decision. That's going to be a tough decision to make. Yeah, Um the other the other games last night, the Columbus Blue Jackets beat the Dallas Stars four to one. Columbus now four and two. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Zach Wierenski, uh, Gregory Hoffman, and Alexander Texier with the goals. Mers Lickens with the victory. Um, there was a report of apparently an incident with a fan in Columbus. Wow. What, a, what, a, what, a, what a disgusting friggin' human being, whoever this was. Apparently, not even a human being. Taunt, taunting Merzlikens about his friend, uh, Matt, and I always butcher his name, Mattis uh, Kivyal. Yes. Um, but was taunting him with. Uh, I guess either derogatory comments about his friend, you know, thinking they could get under his skin. I mean, it just, you know, I hope they find this guy. I hope they ban him from the nationwide or nationwide arena for life. He is a low life piece of crap. I would ban him from the NHL if I were the commissioner, if I could, because yeah. it's just like, what are you thinking doing that? I don't understand what this guy was thinking. And I felt bad for Merz Lickens, who was just broken up after the game, broken up enough that he really wanted to talk about it because you know, he believes in karma and I, you know, I can't, it's just, it's just inconceivable, man. Yeah. Um, better humans. Could you please? Yeah. Well, we'll take some questions in the chat to end the show, but the, uh, the final game of last night was the St. Louis blues, the five and O St. Louis blues defeating the, uh, uh, the, uh, Los Angeles Kings three, nothing, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko with two goals and David Perron with another goal. Vili Husto with the shutout. Um, Tarasenko apparently, uh, according to uh, the uh, Jeff Merrick show, uh, Elliot Friedman was on there, said that the trade request is still in place, but he is playing well for St. Louis. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's why I told Mick. I'm like, hey, he's a professional, and he's going out there and playing. If it enhances his trade value, great. If he doesn't get traded, great. But either way, he's helping the club. Because if he is enhancing his trade value, that's helping the club. And he's helping him get wins. So I give Tarasenko all the credit in the world because even as upset as he was, he's come to play. And again, I've talked about the young players there too. They've all come to play, Mike. And you know what? This is why you have good drafting and good player development because you win a Stanley Cup. You figure a lot of people were thinking – Blues aren't going to make the playoffs this year or they're a bubble team, but they didn't really account for a lot of their other inner talent 
rather than who did you pick up in free agency. It's not always about who you pick up in free agency. Yeah, all their youngsters who they've been waiting on for a couple years have finally come to the forefront all at the same time. Cairo, Thomas, Clem Costin's playing. Uh, I mean, Neighbors was a, is 19 years old, so they've been waiting on him for a while. But uh, you know, I saw Perunovic won AHL Defensive Player of the Week because he had a really good uh, uh, couple games. Yeah, and that's that's just extra talent yeah. that they have that's eventually going to be there. To an answer Randy's question, do I want to be a part of the Stanley Cup parade in Calgary? Um, if they win, yeah, I'll I'll hang out on the Red Mile and wear my cowboy hat. Yeah, I don't remember what uh, question Creepy Robster was asking before I blocked him for five minutes, but I just enjoyed doing that so much. Um, All right, let's go question. So let's go some go to some questions here. Uh, okay, we'll start with this one, Anthony. What can the Maple Leafs? What can improve the Maple Leafs? New front office or new players on the ice? Okay. <laughs> New players on the ice is not going to happen because they're up against right. the cap, and I, you know, they're not going to be able to. You just you know, go through that whole scenario. Yeah, as much as much as you know, people want Marner to be traded or Nealander to be traded or whoever. It's not going to happen because, you, I mean, it's too early in the season. I mean, I, let's just say this: if this continues, then I can almost guarantee you that they'll trade Morgan Riley at the deadline because. Uh, they'll want to recoup some of the draft picks that they traded last year, and I don't know how serious they are about uh, about uh, re-signing him, um, especially if it's an eight-year deal. Um, new front office, okay, if you fired Brendan Shanahan right now or Kyle Dubas, what is that going to do for the product on the ice? I don't think Shanahan would do anything because I haven't heard from the guy in two years, so I don't think it's going to affect anything. Yeah, When's the last time he's done a press conference, Mike? Uh, right after they lost to Montreal in Game Seven, I don't. I, I mean, he may have done one at the beginning of training camp, but I I don't remember. I don't remember seeing any quotes, so it's been a little while. Um, yeah. look, firing Dubis in season is not going to help. I agree. And, and, and is putting, you know what, claim sir, if you write it in the chat room, there is no sarcastic font. I read it the way it was. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, Vepsis, which struggling teams currently are most likely? first to make a major change besides Chicago, who is the likely who uh who are likely to make a change anyway. Uh okay, let's see here. We'll look at the we'll, we'll, let's look at the bottom teams in each division. Philadelphia right. is two one and one, so they're not struggling. No. They're just uh Montreal, I think they're likely yeah, I think Ducharme is number two in line. Either that or 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 a trade of players. Right. I mean, they're looking. They're looking for a center. You know, could they be in on Dylan Strome? Possibly. I don't think they'll give. They remember they have a ton of draft picks, and Chicago is looking for a draft pick for Strome. Do I think Strome is an answer? I don't know. Um, I I believe Strome played with Dvorak in Arizona, but Strome's career in Arizona wasn't exactly successful. So. Um, I don't think Arizona is going to make a trade until the closer to the deadline when they will they will be they will be like rider trucks or U-Haul. They'll be they'll be rent a players a plenty on that roster. Chicago might if they don't fire Colleton, I think Chicago could make a move. Maybe Nashville if they could find some sucker to take uh uh Ryan Johansson or or Duchesne. but again, they're that's too early in the season and I don't think – I mean, do you think it's desperate enough right now that Vegas is going to make a deal? They're going to try. Whether they can get it done, I don't know. 
But I think they're going to try, yeah. Uh, let me see here. I'm going through the question. I mean, Nolan Patrick did get a goal. So. Okay, Michael asks, uh, would they consider the Leafs consider trading Morgan Riley sooner than originally planned? No, because I don't think Morgan Riley is the problem. And right now it's seven games, and they still believe that the Leafs are going to be a playoff team. So they were not, are not going to trade Morgan Riley right now. I would, I would only be at the deadline, and if they're out of it. If they're not out of it, they're not trading him. Um, C. Cardinal, would a first-round draft pick in Koskinen get any goalie in return or a bundle of Winwell sticks? Um, what are Winwell sticks? Winwell, they, I think they were, they were wooden sticks back in the 70s and 80s. Really? But I, I don't remember them as a brand. I remember – so many of the others. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, the name is familiar. I'm just drawing a. Um, but okay. As for Victoriaville and then Coho, yeah, Coho, yes. Uh, okay. Um, it depends on what goalie we're talking about here. I mean, I would assume it's going to be a rental. Um, would a first and Koskinen get any goalie? <clears throat> and, we, uh, and we get somebody, and that that is the talk right now. In Edmonton, I can tell you because I had a discussion with somebody in that market that will be on the Locked On Flyers podcast tomorrow, and so I can't give it away. But that is the talk in Edmonton. They will try and make that kind of maneuver, and I think they might be successful now. Well, the Dal the Dallas goalie, who I'm drawing a blank on, the Stanley ben Cup. Bishop? No, no, no. The, the one who played No, who played for them in the, in the Cup final. Oh, Hudobin. Hudobin. Hudobin would be somebody I could see, yeah. Especially because they have Ottinger and they probably want to get Ottinger playing time. If but yeah. Dallas, Dallas is going to keep keep Hudobin until they're out they're out of it. So, um, but, but I, I do think there's a possibility of this kind of trade happening. Um, one more thing I'll add on Edmonton: uh, Evan Bouchard is playing great, and I do think it was a mistake last year not to insert him in. But there were a couple different reasons. Again, if you listen to that podcast. Um, they're, the reasons are spelled out, but Bouchard has been one of their best defensemen this year, and that's great. That's good news for them. I'll just say this about this potential trade. I don't think a team, unless they're out of it, is going to take Koskinen back. They might have to trade Koskinen to someplace like a dumping ground like Arizona yeah. or Buffalo, yeah. uh, and then the other team, they would probably have to give up a prospect on top of the first to get a goaltender that would make a difference. Um, let's see here. A couple more questions before we end the show. Uh, let's see. We're going to go to like 205 just yeah. to see if we hear the quick response. Yeah. Um, we already answered that one going backwards here. Oh, okay. Well, this will be fun. Zach Hyman, 25 goals this year over or under. I'm going to go over. I'll go over too. Cause he's going to play with McDavid or Dreisaitl or both. Yep. But, okay, and this I'm sure people will be pissed off when I say this. It's Nobody's talking about his contract anymore, by the way. But it's still a bad contract. But it doesn't matter. Nobody will no, talk no, about I, it. I, I know it doesn't. I, right now, and that's what Ken Holland was betting on. But it's still yeah. a bad contract. It's, course, not a bad, yeah. it's not a bad contract right now, but it'll be a bad contract in two or three years. And I told you, Ken Holland has a you know, right. small he'll window be, here. He'll be on a beach in Florida. He won't, he yeah. won't care. But, see, uh, from, what I, uh, from what I understand – the roadblock to the to the uh, the max deal with the Leafs was the that Hyman wanted a no move clause, and 
the Leafs weren't going to give him that because I think after three or four years, they wanted the freedom and the ability to trade him off. Whereas I think Edmonton gave him the no move clause. And now they're probably stuck with that contract when it gets bad, which it'll be bad in three or probably three or four years. And God forbid he gets another knee injury because then Mm -hmm. everything would be off the rails because, you know, he's had two major knee injuries before. Um, Let's see here. Anthony, do you think Vegas is going to turn the corner? It's going to be tough because Pacioretty's out for six weeks. Stone is out for a little while. They have no number one center. Um, Without those two guys, they're very challenged offensively. I I don't know. I mean, the only thing that's saving their ass right now, Russ, is the fact they're in the Pacific Division, which is the worst division in hockey. And that may keep them in it. Leonard's playing well. So it could keep them in it. Like, again, I'm not going to count out the Vegas Golden Knights until we see that it's really getting bad. Because I do think they're going to make a trade. And even if it includes Peyton Krebs, I think they're going to do it. Yeah, they supposedly keep pushing back on wanting to trade Krebs or uh, or Nick Hague. But, um, yeah, so I mean, we'll see if they stick to their guns there. They may be, they may be um, playing hard to get, and then finally they'll, they'll, they'll end up doing it. Yeah, I mean, just to answer Funky, I mean, the team defense has been awful in in Vegas, and Leonard's made 142 saves. His save percentage at 904 is way better than Bersois at 875 with a six goals again. So as bad as that team's been, at least Leonard has not been a sieve. He's not. He's been pretty good. Um, Frank Cervalli is reporting that uh, senior Hawks senior VP of Hockey Ops, Al McIsaac, will be departing the organization as part of the investigation findings. That's the first name out, but the, the, the press conference is just starting. And honestly, right most fans would not care at that about that name. Yeah, I, I don't even, honestly, I don't know much about them. I mean, so, you, I don't think they're going to care. Um, Randy, to answer your question, yes, if the return was good. And that's, you know. You can't trade them. I, I would not trade them. Well, I'm, I'm not saying trade them for a bag of pucks. I'm saying if they got two players that helped them of an equal, of a current of the same age range as Nylander, yes, I would. They may have to trade Marner before they trade Nylander simply because if it gets toxic for him in that market, they may have to trade him at some. Point. And I said, and I said, and I said this last night, and I'm I'm deadly serious about this. What message does it send that a kid who is one of the best young players in, in junior hockey, who's a Toronto native, who's a lifelong Leaf fan, who wanted to play for the Leafs more than anything, gets driven out of Toronto by the fan base because he got a big contract and then, you know, had some problems and hasn't at this point lived up to it. Good luck ever trying to sign a free agent. Good luck. Uh, well, listen, I mean, you could say that about New York. Look at Kevin Shattenkirk, always wanted to play for the Rangers. Didn't work out. They couldn't get rid of him quick enough. Uh, Keith Yandel, how did that work out in New York? How did Dan Boyle work out in New York? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it just doesn't work out over time. Yeah. So, all right. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Hockey Buzzcast. Uh, Kevin Allen will be joining us. I believe Eck will be back. For Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Agello. Thanks for watching. And remember, without the buzz, 
it's just hockey. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.